Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, you guys. This is Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Hi, I am in much better spirits than I was last week. Um, so sorry if I was a Debbie fucking downer, but man, I felt horrible that day. Um, now I'm pretty good, having some grapes and some red wine because it's almost six at night, so not the best time to be drinking coffee. Um, I'm on day 13 of Sober October, not drinking coffee, so that's cool. Um, but my husband decided he wanted to drink anyway, even though he gave up drinking for Sober October, so I might have a coffee in the morning, because if he can do it, guess what? I can fucking do it. So yeah. What's happening this week? This week, um, I, for a big chunk of the week, I did not feel so hot, but I feel great now. Having little issues with some intestinal stuff. I have diverticulitis, and so I've been having a flare-up, so I've been trying to, um, not eat the things I love so much in life, like almonds and peanuts and seeds and everything bagels, and so it's been... A rough two days, but I feel great other than this pain in my left side. Um, but at least I know what it is and I'm not freaking out because I think it's something else. Like an organ is exploding or something. Nope. I know what it is. I've had it for six years. This is the first flare-up I've had in a, a long, long time. Maybe since I've moved to Colorado. So I'm taking it easy. Um, and I decided that since it's spooky season... We need to do some really spooky urban legends. And so I got some emails from awesome listeners. And um, I have about 40 different little stories from them. So I'm super stoked to share those with you. Um, I am not doing an episode next Sunday because I will be in New Mexico for a birthday trip. Um, I hope I have time to do one on Friday before we leave. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. A lot going on. We're going to Carlsbad Caverns and um, probably White Sands. And I'm really hoping that we kind of make a, a venture to Roswell because that would be really fucking cool. But we'll see what happens. I'll tell you all about it when I get back. Another year older. I'm not looking forward to it. But say la vie. Can't stop it. Oh. Might as well relish in it. Um, what else? I started watching American Horror Story Apocalypse, and I know, I know, I know, I'm so behind. Guess what, guys? I don't have a TV. 
I don't have cable. I have Netflix. I have Amazon. I have a Mac. I have a tablet. I have a phone. That is how I get my entertainment, friends. So if you are telling me, oh my god, you're a year behind, then I'm sorry. That's just how I move a year behind. So I'll pretend I'm not the age I'm turning and I'll be a year younger. Just for you, friends. Anyway, enough of that. Me and my Cabernet are hanging out. Here we go. We're going to talk about some urban legends sent in by my amazing listeners. All right, here we go. Um, This first one was from Twitter. Uh, it's from Maiden G. That's called The Ghost of the Goldbrook Bridge. And it goes like this. In Vermont, there's a bridge called Goldbrook Bridge that's allegedly haunted by the ghost of a girl named Emily. Different versions of how she died exist, but the most popular one involves her being jilted by a lover and committing suicide or driving her wagon off the bridge. When going over the bridge, people have seen scratch marks on their cars. They feel someone brush up against them. They see a white apparition. They hear footsteps, a woman screaming, or something knocking on their roof. Yikes. Um, this one's from Lee23 on Twitter. Twitter. Um, this one's called the Mischievous Missouri Monster. In Missouri, we have a thing called Momo, which is short for Missouri Monster. It has a body like Bigfoot, smells like rotten meat, and has pumpkin-shaped head and glowing orange eyes. It has been seen up and down the Mississippi River and kills animals and terrorizes people for fun. One person even reported the monster chasing them to their car and trying to open the doors. Um, yikes. No, thank you. Wow. I would move. Sorry. Um, this one is from Twitter. It's just letters and numbers for the account name, so I'm not even going to bother. But thanks for sending it in. Um, this is called The Haunted Hospital with Eerie Happenings. In Scotland, we have an old village hospital called Bangor, which is famously haunted. The hospital also contained an asylum for psychiatric patients. People have reported fully charged phones dying suddenly, seeing the faces in the windows of buildings and hearing screams when they're alone. Huh. That's creepy. Alright, so here is another one. And this is called The Girl in Your Back Seat. Um, and it goes like this. Uh, this is from Grace Cooper 05. Um, okay. Sorry, guys. I got a text and now I have to answer it. Alright, um... Here we go. Sorry. In Sydney, Australia, there is a giant road that is apparently haunted by a spirit named Kelly. It is said that Kelly was walking along the road when she was kidnapped by hitchhikers and killed. People have said that Kelly's spirit has appeared in the back of their cars. And if you don't say, get out, Kelly, she will steer you off the road. There was going to be a movie made on it, but the actors all fell incredibly ill and had to leave when filming on the road. Um. Hmm. 
Maybe I need to look more into that one. That sounds pretty fucking creepy. Here we go. You guys like clowns? This is another one from Grace Cooper 05. Thanks, Grace Cooper 05. This is called the Creepy Clown Statue. I once heard a story about a babysitter who went to take care of some kids while their parents were out. The kids were asleep, so the babysitter decided to watch TV in their parents' room. She walked in and saw a giant statue of a clown in the room. She was super creeped out and felt uneasy, so she went downstairs to get something to eat. Uh, When she came back upstairs, the statue was gone. She immediately called the parents and asked if they knew anything about the statue, but they didn't. The parents rushed home to find the babysitter and the kids had vanished. Mm Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. All right, so... Yikes. Um, here we go. This one is from Celeste94 on Twitter. It's called The Woman with the Pocket-Sized Humans. I read the title for a little while, like over and over again, because I thought I was messed up. Because I'm like, does that really say what I think it says? Oh, yeah. It says The Woman with the Pocket-Sized Humans. Um, I went camping and heard stories of satanic rituals that take place in the nearby mountains. According to one story, a woman wanted to be rich, so she made a pact with the devil. He asked her for seven kids, and when she got them, she was instructed to boil them alive for the ritual. The ritual didn't kill them, but instead transformed them into, you guessed it, tiny pocket sized humans Ah. and in order for the woman to be rich she had to carry them in her purse forever and keep them alive what the fuck guys i just what all right um there are lots of these i'm gonna look further into guys because these are nuts so Um, one person emailed me quite a few and titled the email urban legends that will creep you the fuck out. Thank you. Um, they did wish to stay anonymous, however, so thank you. And I appreciate you and you're a dream come true for sending these. Anyway, here we go. The first one is called soul snatchers of Bangladesh. Hmm. It goes like this. In Bangladesh, there is a story that during funeral processions, evil spirits that have sold themselves to the devil try to snatch the soul of the deceased and drag them to hell. The more people you have during the processions, the better you will be because you literally have to fight, struggle, and work very hard to hold up, hold onto the coffin. So, so much so that people find themselves extremely fatigued and have to give up. And then the other Paul Bears take over. Hmm. I don't quite get that one, but... Um, but then there is one called Spook Light. I live near a site of the Spook Light, which is a light that remain, that appears in a small area known locally as Devil's Promenade on the border between southwest Missouri and northeastern Oklahoma. The spook light is reported to be the shining lamp of a Native American chief searching for his missing head. Apparently, back in the 80s or 90s, a pair of teenage sisters took a pumpkin and drew a smiley face on it. 
before leaving it on the road where a spook light can be spotted. They went home immediately after and went to bed. When they woke up the next day, the pumpkin was on the kitchen table. And instead of the smile that they had carved, it was scowling. Mm, nope. Guys, yikes. Um, bah, bah, bah. Let's see. There's a lot of these that I feel like other podcasts have covered, so I don't want to um, cover them right now because... I listen to too many podcasts, and I don't want to do the same thing that they do. So, let's talk about the Flatwoods Monster. Alright, in 1952, a couple of kids in Flatwoods, Virginia, saw a bright light streak across the sky and tracked it to a full field of of a mysterious pungent mist. Hmm. Near the edge of the field... They spotted a seven-foot-tall, black-bodied, red-eyed monster who bluff-charged at them, screeching until the group ran off. The kids suffered throat-burning, sore muscles, convulsions, and vomiting from ingesting the mist. Legend says the alien-like creature is still trapped in those woods somewhere trying to get home. Guys, it's the alien shit that freaks me out. The alien shit. Um... Oh, here's another one that freaks me out. Ghost Children. Can we talk about that? This one's called the Ghost Children of Munger Road. Hope I'm saying that right. There's a road in Wayne, Illinois called Munger Road that's supposed to be haunted. The legend goes that a school bus stalled on the tracks and was struck by a train, killing all the children on the bus. Now people will leave. No, now people will go park on the tracks and put baby powder on their bumpers because the ghost kids will leave fingerprints. Ugh, as if they are trying to push your car off the tracks. Ugh. Nope. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Um. Huh. What else? So that's all we have for that email. Here's another one. It begins with the trapped cheerleaders. And this is from Eva P. on Twitter. Thanks, Eva P. Um, she says, I'm from a small town in North Carolina, and rumor has it that cheerleaders from back in the day used a room in my elementary school for practice. One day during practice, a fire broke out, killing everyone inside. Legend has it that they can be seen in and around the old practice building. And if you look through the window long enough, a cheerleader will pull you in. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, let's see. There's one called the Female Strangler. Man, these are pretty intense for me. I might have nightmares. Especially after I watch the rest of American Horror Story. Hmm. This one's called the Female Strangler. It says, in Old Town, Virginia, we have the Female Strangler. Strangler, yeah, sorry. Um, an unidentified woman and her husband checked into a hotel where she ended up dying a few days later. Legend has it that if you look up at the window of the room she stayed in, there's a candle lit. She's there, and she'll haunt you for the rest of your life. Huh. That's from Claire. W14. Claire, I have a problem. In the title, you wrote Strangler. 
in the text you wrote stranger. So is she a strangler or a stranger? Get back to me on that. Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. Ooh, one of my favorite things, sanitariums. Oh, gosh, you guys know how much I love them. Um, this one's called Oakhurst Sanitarium, and this is from Jessica B. 4357 BC. In Elmo, Washington, we have the Oakhurst Sanitarium. It was mostly in use during the big tuberculosis outbreak in 1932. And legend has it that the staff performed several unorthodox experiments on the patients. To top it off, they buried everyone on the grounds in unmarked graves. There's a new hospital there now, and people around town have reported feeling or seeing strange things when they stay the night. This one is from Emily W. 600, and it's called The Cereal Factory. I grew up in Northfield, Minnesota, where everyone knows the story of The Cereal Factory. One night, the owner brought his daughter to work, and she fell to her death down the flight of stairs. Ooh, yikes. Since then, people have reported seeing her ghost turn the machinery on and off, as well as the lights turning on and off while they were working. Mm -mm. Ooh, this one's called The Mad Scientist. Yes. Um, this one is from Lauren K. 48. In Kirtland, Ohio, there's an urban legend that there was a, once a mad scientist living in the country doing human experiments that produce, quote, melon heads, sadistic mutated humans who eventually escaped and would wander around the country roads at night looking for unsuspecting teenagers to torture. Legend has it that if you go looking for them, they'll find you first and you won't make it out alive. Ba, ba, ba. Um, okay, so that reminds me of one um, that I know from, well, maybe it was high school. Somebody's going to have to help me out with this. Um, maybe it was high school. I don't know. Um, anyway, I'll get into that when I'm not filming or taping an episode. Oh, what is wrong with me? These grapes are kicking my ass. Anyway. Um, this one's called The Devil's Tree. In Port St. Lucie, Florida... We have the Devil's Tree. In 1971, a man named Gerard Schaefer, a.k.a. the killer deputy, captured two young girls, tied them to a tree, and hanged them. Since then, there's been sightings of hooded satanic worshippers dancing around the tree, and many say that they can still hear the girls screaming. There were many attempts to burn and cut down the tree with chainsaws. However, the tree still stands to this day and is considered the Devil's personal um so i can't do i can't end this episode talking all about how i'm watching american horror story without talking about the legend of madame delphine lalori um in new orleans there's the legend of madame delphine lalori if you guys didn't watch american horror story she was on the coven season and they do um Speak, speak about her in this season of Apocalypse that I'm watching, which apparently is a year old. I get it. I got it. So one of Madame Delphine's exclusive parties, a fire started. After the police investigated, it was discovered 
the fire was started by a kitchen slave chained to the stove, a slave who sacrificed herself to be free from Madame LaLaurie's torture. After the fire, Madame LaLaurie was never seen again. It is believed that she escaped to Paris to live the rest of her life and eventually die. For months after the fire, people wouldn't go anywhere near the house, claiming to hear the moans and cries of the ghosts of the slaves who didn't make it out alive. The mansion was eventually searched again, and an officer discovered a loose board in the walls. When it was pried back, a secret room was found. The room was filled to the brim with tortured, dismembered, and otherwise mutilated slaves. Oh, so I think I'm going to do um, a full-on um, show about Madame LaLaurie because there's a lot that happened um, in New Orleans around that time. And New Orleans has some crazy, crazy urban legends. And it's one of my favorite cities as far as like the paranormal and witchy energy and all that. So I won't get into that too much, but I just want to say have a wonderful Sunday. There's an amazing full moon that's coming this evening. And um, apparently it's supposed to bring you wealth and riches and all that. So I'm going to be doing everything I can to uh, cash in on the wealth and riches. <laughs> right. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful week. Hopefully I will talk to you on Friday. If not, wish me happy birthday. Go on iTunes and leave me a review. Any of those things would be awesome because I can really use some reviews. Um, yeah. So, happy full moon. Later. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.